0: Gracious and loving God, thank you for this first Sunday of Advent. Lord God, we pray that we can know that we are ready and beloved in your sight. Lord, we pray for the one who preaches, for you know her sins are many. Amen. Um, I love the season of Advent, so you're going to hear quite a bit about my love for this season this morning. I love it because it is it is out of control, it is wild, it is totally unpredictable, and everything is this gorgeous shade of blue. If you're new to church seasons, Advent is the season that leads up to the birth of Christ at Christmas, and often in the church we talk about Advent as the season of waiting. And it, it is that for sure, but I would also suggests it's also the season of knowing, right? We know what comes at the end of Advent. We know that Jesus will be born. So, so what exactly are we waiting for? Um, I think this is the thing we miss. Advent is actually about Jesus coming back again, which is not a thing we talk about a lot in the Episcopal Church, but it is part of what we believe. It is, part of our, it is our hope that Jesus will come back again. And I love this because it is like the epitome of crazy Christian chaos. So I'm, I'm a big fan of this moment in Advent because it is cosmic, it is beautiful, it is scary, it is all the things that make God, God, and us so very human. Our gospel this morning points to this, and honestly, if you pay attention to the gospels in the next few weeks, they all have this weird, big, cosmic energy. You know, we scroll in here, the first Sunday of Advent, there's a Christmas tree. We're anticipating some sort of comforting passage, a little preamble to baby Jesus, right? But instead, we get this. But about that day and hour, no one knows. Neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. And if that isn't intense enough, It closes by Jesus saying, If the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. This causes me instant anxiety. So if it makes you feel the same way, you're in my company. I don't know if it's good company, but you're in my company. Because I I hear this and I think, am I the thief? Did I break into the house? Am I ready? What does it mean to be ready? When I was a kid growing up in Mississippi, and I know we think of Texas as the Bible Belt, but really the Bible Belt in its highest iteration is Mississippi. Um, These passages would often be used to frighten people, Um, especially in my youth. These passages were used to frighten teenagers, right? Um, There were books to scare teenagers. There were movies to scare teenagers. Uh, I remember one of my friend's moms at a red light turned around and asked me if I would be ready for the rapture. Um, And as a kid who grew up in the Episcopal church, I was like, I, you know, um, yes, but like, I don't know, what are your stipulations here? Um, It was kind of a frightening culture to grow up in, in a lot of ways, although I do consider my, my childhood church was like this refuge from it. But I remember asking, like, what is, what are they talking about? What does it mean to be ready? You know, how do I, how do I be ready for Jesus? And it was, it was always about morality, right? It was always about morality, always about following the rules. Um, you know, it was like, are you a virgin when you get married and do you drink wine coolers, right? These were the, this was like how it worked, seriously. And they would really scare you. I look back at this as an adult and I'm like, how lame, how utterly uninteresting. How, how completely withdrawn from the mercy of Jesus that we see in the Gospels. It, it's making, it just makes everything so small it's actually so big and beautiful in this moment. Because what Jesus is saying here when he, he says, are you ready? He's saying, are you ready for God to break into your world? Are you ready for all your plans to fall apart? Because the plans of God are the only real thing happening anyway. And are you ready for that in your everyday life? I believe that this gospel, this, this being ready, is being open to the bizarre ways that God works in our lives. And because Advent, this time of waiting, of getting ready, is about God breaking through to us, I believe that in this season in particular, this happens all the time. One of my favorite priests and theologians, a woman named Fleming Rutledge, actually wrote a whole book about Advent, and it's wonderful. And the title, I have to tell you, is great. It is The Once and Future Coming of Jesus Christ. She says this, It can be argued that Advent, more than any other season of the church year, is immediately relevant to our concrete lives as individuals, to the concrete life of the church under stress, and to the concrete headlines in the newspaper. We are all going about our lives, making our plans, nailing our schedules, and then out of nowhere, Jesus shows up and everything just shifts. Our plans fall off the map and we realize we're doing something that we never intended to do. As the chaplain for the Episcopal Church at Rice, I bring lunch to the students weekly. Um, It's something they really look forward to. It's a time for conversation and to reset. And I take it really seriously that I'm on time, that I have the food, that I'm ready to go. A few weeks ago, I was headed down to Rice, and I was driving on Main Street. And I saw a homeless woman physically in the street in four lanes of traffic. And this is Houston. I see homeless people a lot, especially when I'm headed to my job. But I don't pick them up and put them in my car. But I did, because this woman was standing in the middle of the street. She had on no shoes. Her socks were sort of half on her feet. And she had a walker. And I thought to myself, well, I guess this is what I'm doing today. So I texted my students, and I said, picked up a homeless lady. You should never do this. I will be late. But the phrase I want you to think about this morning in the sermon and during this Advent season is, I guess this is what I'm doing today. Because this is a phrase that I feel like settles in on a lot of us when we feel the power of God breaking through. Whenever my best laid plans and intentions just just evaporate before my very eyes, And I think there's something uniquely Christian about this for us. I do not do these things because I am nice or because I like to appear helpful. I do them because God shoves me into that direction and says, actually, this is what you're doing today. And I really believe the season of Advent, more than any other season, is a moment when we find ourselves constantly encountering God. We plan for more this season, religiously and in the secular world, we plan for more in this season than any other season combined. The decorating, the parties, the outfits, gift buying, gift hiding, too much money, not enough money, right? And then God breaks through in the weirdest of ways. Images of the Christ child appear at Target, right? Oh, Holy Night comes on the speaker when you're in the bread section at the local grocery store. And we are actively checking things off our list, and at the same time, our hearts, they're shifting. They're shifting. We actually had this happen, I guess, two weeks ago. A friend called because there had been a death in our extended family, right? And everything we'd planned on doing stopped because it's like, well, we need to pray, we need to prepare for a funeral. We need to bring food, right? It all, it all shifts in that moment. Maybe you have a perfect guest list for Christmas Day. And then maybe you take note of that kind of odd neighbor that doesn't have anyone to spend the holiday with. And maybe we all decide to sort of invite awkwardness into our well-curated Christmas table, right? This is the time of year when these things happen. And we do not do this because we are nice. We are not nice. Um, Maybe you are. I know it's hard for people to hear me say that you're not nice. Maybe you're really nice. I'm not nice. I'm fallen and I'm in need of a savior. That's who I am. I have a great need to perform well in my job. I'm sure a lot of you can identify with that. I like to be on time for things. I do not let homeless ladies into my car, typically, right? And yet, being a Christian means that we recognize for the thousandth time that it isn't about our niceness. It is about God interceding and saying, hey, I need you over here. This is what you're doing today. There is comfort in this great breaking into our world that God does, and that's really what Advent is about, God interceding radically. God saying, yes, I know, I know, you feel like your tasks and accomplishments are really what make you you, but actually, you're so much more than that. You're beloved, you're mine, and you are ready. So happy Advent. It's cosmic, it's wild, and I hope that for you, it's deeply comforting. I pray your month is full of moments when you think to yourself, well, Lord, I guess this is what I'm doing today. Amen.